Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 458 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and today I have left the snowball mic at home. Wait, I am at home. Okay, long story short, I'm bringing you on an adventure, and part of the adventure means I need to be on my cell phone, so the sound quality, well, it will be even worse than normal. So, sorry for you guys. Part of it, though, is I really wanted to individually go through each and every game on the Attack from Mars 1-Up Arcade V-Pin. And Owen and I kind of went over just like the nudging and all that kind of stuff. If you haven't heard that, even if you're not really interested in getting a virtual pinball machine, go back and listen to it. I think it was still really entertaining to have... L.O.J., Little Orby Jr. on the show with me. That was really fun. Thanks so much for volunteering. I did ask Hayden if he wanted to chat about it. And although Hayden had played a lot of games on there and is really enjoying it, uh, he just didn't feel like it that day, and that's totally cool. Uh, you know, you're not always up to do a podcast, right? Uh, so the big thing, though, the big thing I want to talk about today, wow, 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 wow. I couldn't do a show just on it because it'd be like a two-minute show, and that would just be silly. But... The new Stranger Things topper is here. The future is now. Meow. I just saw it like 15 seconds ago. Um, I watched it five times in a row. And I can tell how good either the production quality... Well, the production quality has to be good, first of all, but how good the product is for me to rewatch something that many times. For me to rewatch something that's not a pinball machine review, even a crappy pinball machine release, I'll probably watch five times. But a topper video, I rewound it and rewound it. Okay, it's not as good as the Black Knight Sword of Rage. Everyone knows that that's like, you know, legit my favorite topper. But it's a mirrored back glass topper with changing color LEDs. It's like, what? I don't even know if they're LEDs. I don't even know if there's, there's lights. There's a mirrored back glass. It looks like it goes on endless forever. It looks incredible. It reminds me of Xenon. It's exactly what I wanted them to do. And Stern or whomever that works there, you nailed it. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know some people won't get it. Some people won't love it. Some people aren't as into retro as me. Some people don't think that Xenon's the most beautiful machine on the planet. And those people are wrong. However... Wowie, wowie, wowie. I honestly, I was always like, I, for me, if you had to ask me, what's a bigger theme? Well, obviously when I was a kid, Jurassic Park was bigger to me. I think I went to Jurassic Park. The, the first Jurassic Park, I believe I went to the drive-in three times to see and once in the theater. So, you know, I saw it four times. So that's, you know, eight hours of my life, right? But Stranger Things, I've watched the first season now, I believe three times. The second season twice. And the third season, yeah, I'm going to do it. We don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've liked it less and less, but I'm, I might even go back and rewatch it. However, what I do like is the nostalgia, the eighties, the colors. I mean, the colors, oh, that topper just, yeah, I don't know. And now that the code's getting better and better and better and they figured out the Demogorgon thing and I'm probably would only get the pro. Does that even have the levitating ball lock? Hopefully that stuff's all been figured out. Uh, we shouldn't, if Pinside came up with one rule, it would just, it would change Pinside. And they said, you cannot raid a machine, not until it's a 1.0 code, because that's not fair. Then other companies would just wait and wait and wait. And, no, but one year after its release, one year after the manufacturer has released it, you're allowed to start ranking it then. Because there's all this, like, you know, you got the FOMO and then you get all the buyers getting it before anyone's actually played at anyone's house and 
it screws with the algorithm. But anyways, bravo to everybody at Stern. I, I, I might just buy that topper. I don't know how much it is. I shouldn't even, I should like just like catch my breath. I was just on YouTube and it just came up. So anyways, if it's $500, I probably will buy that and put it on my future spa because the colors look incredible with it. And I've never been a topper guy. Uh, you know, this, I think right now, somewhere, Zach the Topper Messiah Many is, is, I'm not going to say that. There, I, I will just, I will say this. He's getting excited. He's very excited. Okay. He's very excited somewhere because I know he already likes Stranger Things. And I mean, who doesn't love, if, if, anyone, if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet, what are you doing with your life? It's incredible. Uh, whether you're old, you're young. The reason why I loved it so much was because it was a show that I could actually watch with the whole family. And, it, you know, Danielle's got a lot of her shows that she likes to watch that I'm not at all into, and that's okay. Especially musicals. That's Those are not my things. I saw Fam of the Opera. It was fine. I did it once. That's it. I'm not going back to another musical. I did it once. It's fine. I like singing, and I like movies. I don't... And I love plays. I actually want to go see more Broadway plays. But I don't like the two combined. I want to go see a musician or an artist, or want to go to a music, uh, or, or I sorry, or I want to go see a play or whatever. But let's switch from Stranger Things um, and go on to playing each and every reviewing each and every game because each game there's a couple things I want to tell you about, but it's much easier to tell you. Well, I'm just kind of going to kind of play one ball. You'll also get uh, an idea for how loud or not loud in comparison to this is. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm measuring here. This is maybe slightly over a foot, a foot and a half away. I'm going to be setting down the cell phone with the mic um, right beside the machine. So here we go. Machine by machine on a, on the attack from Mars. Oh, yes, it might help if you plugged it in. Uh, so really good news, pinball nerds. More so for me than for you guys, but I know some of you are curious about the homestead happenings here, and I was lucky enough this morning. There we go. She's booting up. Uh, so there I go. I just turned it on, amount of time for it to turn on. It seems to be about the same as a regular pinball machine to me, or maybe even slightly quicker. So good news. Cletus the Queen. Cletus has survived. That is the queen of our our colony. We are really worried the other day because it was five degrees and they still weren't out. But today it is nine degrees and they are hitting that honey. Or as I should say, they're hitting that sap. Now, why would I say hitting that sap? Because I actually gave them a mixture of sugar water in their feeder and maple sap because last night was maple sap night and we got off 20, count them 20, 50 milliliter things of maple syrup at the end of the day. So that was pretty awesome. Took nine hours, 13 minutes for this. So this is the starting music. This is the starting volume. Um, I'll just show you guys the volume controls while we're just in the startup mode here. So this is that's no volume, obviously. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Hey, it starts to blow out there. I don't like having it that loud. I usually keep it like, for, for the purposes of the podcast, let's turn it down a little, shall we? Because that was probably got someone angry. Okay, so there it is on one. So this is how quietly, like I'm whispering right now, doing some more ASMR with <laughs> ASMR with Roger Sharp's famous stash. 
Um, okay, but let's go into one of the games here. Okay, so I just press the start button. Shows me the table guide, shows me where the flippers are. Let's start with Arabian Nights, because that's first in order here. I actually should have like faced you guys towards the speakers, because I kind of turned... There, that might work better. All right, so it's very quiet here. You may not even hear the background. Um, I'll let her rip just for a second as I plunge here, just so you can... There you go. It sounds a little loud. I'm not going to say let her rip, but... Yeah. Slightly louder. In All right, here Baghdad, we go. The most beautiful princess. <laughs> I am your king. Sing the lamp to light a wish. Amazing. So, here, let me cradle up here for a second. Oh. Alright, so I just turned the volume down there. Am I gonna get, can you get DCMA'd on a friggin' podcast? I hope not. Okay, Williams, uh, uh, who do I need to, Williams, uh, one up arcade, whoever, I'm doing this to show your product off. Don't sue me for my, uh, negative one million dollars. Okay, here we go. So, this game plays very, very well. You don't see any stuttering in the ball. The flipper lag is very minimal, if there is any. I'm sure there was. I know the first few times I played, I noticed it more. At this point, I don't notice a lot. I love the way that the ball interacts with the lamp. I actually think that's good. Um, I love watching the ball spin around these, you know, incredible ramps and go around in circles and all the neat stuff. All the reasons you love Totem are the same reasons why, of course. And here's the nice thing. You can just turn it off at any point because it's just a TV. It's just a TV, right? Uh, also, you know, you don't have to worry about losing the balls. You don't have to worry about maintenance. What I will say I don't like, and I didn't mention in my other review, is the plunger. The plunger itself, here, let me bring this uh, mic over here. The plunger itself, when it's, when it's in, it's, even when it's fully unplunged, it moves around in the housing. And then when you pull it all the way out, you know, it, it does have nice action when you pull it, and you can hear the spring there and everything. But... This is what I like the least, and I'm going to turn the volume off here because I don't want to uh, infringe on anything. Plus, it's just probably easier for you to hear me without it. But oh, and then you'll also be able to hear the uh, the things go off on the side. No good gophers works very well. I'm enjoying playing that. Not as well. Where there's just weird parts on the table where the ball goes, and it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like that's how a ball would really move. I I would say I would give it like. A B for, for that game. I would give Tales of the Arabian Nights easily an A for how the ball works with it. Now we go into Whitewater. You get a freaking F for fail. In fact, you get an EF for freaking epic fail. I don't know what's up with this one particular game. I don't know if the software is harder to run for why It doesn't make sense. Sometimes on certain machines, when you get into... When you're playing... I play a lot of virtual pinball. So when you're playing virtual pinball, sometimes you get into multi-ball. Especially you get into that five ball, that six ball, multi-ball, whatever it is. And the whole thing starts stuttering. And you can tell that either your device you're on or the internet you're on or maybe the software just can't quite keep up with it. And that makes sense. But Whitewater, you're playing ball one. You're plunging it. You can see it going like... I feel like it's like like uh, an old school printer, you know, like it's it's so slow. So I don't even know. Some people are saying like, I know even a good friend of the show, Mike Burns is saying when he played Whitewater, that was the main reason why he bought this. You know, he almost doesn't even want 
didn't want to keep the machine after that's how bad it was. So, and I understand if that's, I, I know I played whitewater so many times I've got to wizard mode, been lucky enough to get to wizard mode on whitewater in real life and in virtual. So it's, there's not much there left for me to explore. I enjoy playing it. I prefer playing it in real life, but there's so many other games on here. I don't know the rules of like road show. It's Friday time for the weekend uh, with road show. Uh, Rocho is like my least favorite Pat Lawler, and I usually like wide bodies, but I don't like this wide body that much. I mean, I don't hate it. I do like it. I know I got one of the top scores on it in Loppel back in the day. Uh, I, I, you know, not like, I don't think it was the top of the night or anything. I just think, you know, it was probably my, my high score I got in, in the middle of playing League, which was pretty awesome. Uh, shout out to Ray there, or Ray's house playing his awesome array of, array, his awesome array of machines. All right, on to Hurricane. Don't like this game, but of course it works perfectly. I give it an A for how well, you know, the, the, there's no there's no flipper lag. The, there's not much for the ball to interact with. There is that cool Ferris wheel, which is neat. You know, there's those two ramps. I don't like the game. There's very little to do. It's not fun. I don't like the theme. I don't like the sounds. I turn off the volume. I found it annoying. So I don't love Hurricane as it is, but the game itself, I mean, it, it seems to react how it should. But again, I don't play the real game or this one because I don't like the theme. So someone, if you're a Hurricane fan, come in like a wrecking ball. Let me know I'm wrong. All right. So next is Attack from Mars. Attack from Mars works great. Now, the only thing, and I did say this with Owen, is when you give a really good hard nudge when the ball's anywhere near, near the out lanes, which is what you should do in real life anyways, because it's... It doesn't matter that it's a 50-50. It just matters that if you get the hell out of there, it's, it doesn't have a 50-50, right? So whenever the ball is going over in the round or towards the, the uh, possibly the out lane, what you want to do is get it the hell out of there. So you do that in Attack from Mars, and what happens, it's almost 100%. And that's what I don't like. It's almost like, now, if you're a newer player and you just give a little shake and you get out there, you go, oh, my God, I saved that ball. So for newer players, I actually think it's really good how easy they made that nudging. Now, for slap saving... As a, you know, while you're playing for a while, you'll actually forget that you're playing a virtual pin. And I know you're going, no, no, you won't. Yeah, yeah, you probably will. But then all of a sudden you go to slap save and you're like, oh, that's an easy slap save. I can, you know, just slide the machine a quarter inch and that's going to cause, you know, the, the ball to stay in its current trajectory and the flippers to move over just a little. And I'll be able to catch it with my my tip, you know, and, and then you don't get it with just a tip. It goes straight down the middle and you're like... WTF. So anyways, Tack from Mars works great. And if you just got it with this machine, you'd probably be satisfied. All right, next is Fishtails. Uh, not going to lie, I know the rules of this in and out, but I have fun playing it. I find it harder. I find it harder on virtual. I find it harder on this virtual, on Pinball FX3, which is through Zen Studios, which is what this is, so that would make sense. I find it harder, but all virtual pin, I've always found Fishtails harder, no matter who had the license, who, no matter who did the graphics. I find it very challenging. In real life, I'm able to play the game. It's not nearly deep enough for me to love it, and I don't mind fishing, I guess, but the, I, I guess it's about, is it about fishing or sport fishing? Is it a sport game? I don't know. Is Big Buck Hunter a sport game? I don't think so. Some people would say it is, but, um, Fishtails, I like the callouts. I like the scoring. It's Hayden's favorite game. Fishtails doesn't work that well. It doesn't. It's the, the flipper lag is kind of bad. The ball gets stuck in these weird areas where you're like, the ball would not react like that. I find it 
almost too easy to backhand up the main two ramps, but really challenging to shoot across. And in real life, when you're playing fishtails, you know, I'm pretty good at backhanding. I'm pretty confident at backhanding, and I can I can backhand those, I don't know, like 9 out of 10 times. In this game, it's 10 out of 10. It's almost too easy. But hitting those cross ramps, once I'm dialed in, I can hit those cross ramps, I don't know, 40% of the time, 50% of the time. Quite often, I'll hit two or three in a row, you know, once you get into a good rhythm. I cannot get into a rhythm on this. I don't know why. I've got my monster fish a couple times, but it just takes forever. So anyways, The Getaway. Now this is a game that I rented before that I absolutely love. I think they did a great job with The Getaway on here. Um, what I really like is I kind of did this, and some people say it's cheating. I don't, I don't know if it's cheating. I personally wouldn't do it in competition just to be nice, or I would ask the host first or the, the TD, the tournament director first. Um, I am the loop champion on it, I can see here, at five, which, you know, that's not bad. But, uh, get away, get away. This game uh, we rented from Mike Dimas, showed out for a couple months, and I absolutely love playing it. This was the pinball machine that got me back into playing pinball when I was back in high school on lunch across from the Great Wall of China, my favorite uh, little Asian restaurant up the the street from our school and while we were we'd go put in our order and they would always be you know 20 minutes half an hour 45 on a busy friday at lunchtime so we would go over to the laundromat and the only pinball machine they had all the other guys would play pool and i would just go by myself in the corner and play get away get away and that really got me back into pinball and once in a while you'd win a free game on it and that you know and then for from that moment on i think that was like grade 11 or 12 every single time I found a pinball machine anywhere. It didn't matter if it was in a theater I was looking. If I was at a bar, a nightclub, um, any type of arcade, always looking. And I always played at least one game on every machine I ever found after that. And that's kind of, that's my origin story. Well, it goes beyond that with my mom buying me a pinball machine in grade four. But that's, the, uh, that's how I got back into it. Next is Junkyard. Wow, this game plays just like it's called. Like junk! Man, this game sucks. First of all, I didn't like Junkyard anyways. Second of all, operators hate it because I'm sure it broke down a lot with the big wrecking ball in the middle. Third of all, the flipper lag is almost, almost as bad as Whitewater. It's nearly unplayable. It bounces around a lot. How it reacts isn't right. But, but, I am going to get to learn the rules of it and like it or hate it. It probably will make me a slightly better... Learning how to deal with all these different flipper lags and training your brain to be able to do this is great for when you go to a tournament because you could play, especially a machine from the 50s, 60s, or 70s, you could play someone's EM and they could have uh, they, they could have high tapped it, which is just basically giving the, the um, you're basically giving EM flippers like the power of a solid state, right? Like it's just making them far more powerful. And then you could go play someone else's who has the original flippers and they're super spongy and they've never even done anything to them, any work on them whatsoever. And it, it's, you know, the lag is incredibly different. And if you're at someone's house, you they could have a mixture of like, you know, high tap DMs and non-high, and they could have, and anytime you're at any type of tournament, you should expect that the machines are not going to play like your machines. In fact, in tournaments, people hate getting machines that they already own because then if you know you're expecting a certain feed from the scoop or you know speed coming down the ramps or flipper hop or when you don't know what to expect, you're ready for anything. But when you think you know what you should expect and it doesn't work out that way, you can quite often do horrible. So you will see a lot of guys who host leagues at their house. You think, oh, it's all their machines; they should you know kill you at it. 
they're probably just nervous because of that. But then they go to play those same machines somewhere else and they don't do well. It's like, no, they're not doing well because they're so used to their particular machine. Now, in the case of digital pinball, you never need to worry about that, which is nice. Now, let's go on to our final machine here, which is Medieval Madness. There we go, let's put on two. Two's good, right? I'm gonna play one ball. I'm gonna play one ball. Make sure we're still recording here. Okay, okay, we're at 20 minutes. Don't wanna keep you guys too longer, let you get back to your day. Um, I think Medieval Madness so far has been my favorite to play here because I've got further through the game than I ever have before in real life. But also the Tina Fey callout. I love that, but I haven't heard it in that. Did they not get the rights from Tina Fey to put it in here? Or am I just not listening very well? We'll see. Say no to drugs. Say no to bad drugs that are bad for you. That you're not doing with a helper. Anyways, let's, uh, let's move forward here. Okay. The plunge is not precise, and the plunger itself... The plunger does feel like a toy. I don't know why they couldn't have nailed the plunger. That shouldn't... Oh, no! See, I tried to slap save there. In real life, I would have got that, like, 8 out of 10. There we go. Cradle up. You can cradle live catches, and... Live catches are near impossible. Drop catches, maybe. Like, just... Oops. They tend to not bounce at all, or too much sometimes, so... Again, though, dealing with how a machine, uh, dealing with, dealing with how, like, for your brain to deal with how a ball will dead bounce and flip and spin on different types of uh, flipper rubbers, that's very important for your brain to be able to figure out as well. So I know I had one player at a league that I used to play in who always had these, like, really sticky flippers, and, uh... You know, by the time you were there all night, you got used to it. It's just, it's good for you to play under different conditions. So I do actually think for competitive players, getting a one-up arcade for the price could actually help your game. Um, but mostly I just think it's fun. It's fun, it's cool, it's a low entry point. I don't think this is for competitive players primarily. Okay, I gotta turn you off. That game can run forever. I don't think that's who this is for. I don't. I think that it, this is for... If you wanted to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks and get like something fun that you could give to, I don't know, like a niece or a nephew or, or, or I don't know, say your parents lived in a, a one bedroom house or, or condo or something. They didn't have tons of extra space. I'm going to bring you guys with me. I don't know if you'll be able to hear, hear the bees, but I have to go down there and see if they're actually uh, taking in some of their liquid, see if they found it. And if not, I'm going to have to put some sugar water on the, the outside of the hive entrance. So, uh-oh, Luke and Leia are there. Don't say anything. Don't look over. Don't make eye contact. Remember in Wayne's world, his ex-girlfriend, crazy ex-girlfriend, they're like, she's like, she'd be like, hi, Wayne. And then she's, she's hit the car. <laughs> hi, Luke and Leia. Hi, guys. Say hi to the nerds. Well, they didn't say hi on cue. They're thinking I'm taking them for a walk. I'll be back to give you a walk in a second. I got to go look at Cletus. Hey, you be nice to the chickens. So, anyways, the main thing is 
I know that there, I think it was uh, Christopher Franchi had said that he had purchased for his niece or something one of the, the one of the other ones, and it was literally just unplayable how bad the flipper lag is. I am hoping that the flipper lag's not that bad on this one. I can understand to people, like I said, even the first 10, 15 minutes was a little tricky. But I really think that anyone who has it and who enjoys those games, it, it comes down to if you like the game. Okay. Oh, we've got to turn off the electric fence. There they are. You guys might be able to hear them. I'm going to be quiet for once in my life in a few seconds. Okay, there. The solar is turned off. Hi, Luke and Leia. <laughs> These guys are fun. Okay. I'm going to try to let you hear the bees. I should have put on a sweater. Sometimes they're aggressive in the spring from what I've read. I don't know. This is my first spring as a new bee dad. Okay, listen to these bees. I'm going to put you down by the feeder. Whoa. Okay, I don't know if you could... Sorry, there's a little... I got a thing on the microphone. Um, wow. Wow. Okay, the bees are hitting it. They found it. I can already see their feeders gone down. So, yeah, I fed them a culmination of... I used the, um, the container that I used to boil down all my maple sap yesterday... And when I cleaned it out with hot water today, I thought, what if I use that to feed the bees? And I Googled it, and sure enough, it's something you can do. It's not necessarily highly advisable. So what I did is I cut it down halfway with their typical sugar water. That way it'd be halfway between their typical just refined white sugar combined with water. Um, in the springtime, you have to feed them a thicker moisture or a thicker a thicker thing. Anyways, you guys don't care about that. You came here for pinball. And what I can tell you is, if uh, I know that Franchi had said it was almost unplayable when he got it for his niece. I actually, I would like to play the two side by side. Um, the other one I think was a little cheaper, and I know it didn't have as good of games, or certainly not ones that you know, people knew as well. Um, this is going to drive them nuts if I go back in the house. I'll be back in a minute. I'll be back in a minute. Relax. Ooh, look at all the chickens sunning themselves. Guys, it's t-shirt weather. It went from winter coat weather to spring coat weather to uh, sweater weather yesterday to today. T-shirt weather. Gotta love it. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. So, anyways. Oh, look at Elwyn waiting here nicely for me. She could have came. Anyways, pinball nerds, I'm going to go on with my day. I'm going to let you go on with yours. Check out the video for the Stranger Things topper. It's absolutely incredible. Oh my god, sorry about that. Sometimes if they can see me here, they chill out a little. I'm gonna be out in a second. They're hungry, they're hungry. It's springtime, you know what I mean? The weather gets warmer and they just, they're ready to, it's spring. Happy spring everybody, happy first day of spring. Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, I can't wait for it. The only announcement I have to make to you is that I'm very excited to see everybody on March 27th. Uh, we're, of course, going to be doing the uh, Twippies Red Carpet Party with Drew and Ian. Um, I'm actually going to be editing for once. I'm going to record it with them earlier. I'm probably going to ask Drop Target Danielle to take a video of me doing my maple syrup chugging competition video that we're going to be sending off to Ryan C. And he'll have a whole fortnight to decide whether or not he wants to chance life, limb, his beautiful six-pack. If you chug... A whole cup of maple syrup at once there's like a one in a trillion chance that you have a heart attack or stroke like immediately 
Okay, I don't know if that's true. Don't Google it. It's probably not. But it's just it's a lot of calories. It's like more carbs than you should have all at once. And uh, I'm going to do it. It's going to be fun. It's kind of a Canadian thing. And, and to any of the Canadians, okay, Ryan C. doesn't listen to my show, okay? To all the Canadians who do listen, don't tell Ryan. Like, I'm, I told Ryan, oh, it's a thing. Yeah, Canadians, yeah, we do a maple syrup check. I think he thinks it's a real thing. I was like, yeah, you probably saw it in Super Troopers. That's where it got famous. So I think he thinks maybe it's a real thing. Probably not. Probably not. He probably knows I'm just, I'm just jazzing with him. I did shoot him off a message and say, I know I jazzed you a little bit, buddy, but I, I actually do love Ryan C. And uh, my only thing is he's got to become a bigger fan. Like, I want to see him be the number one uh, tribesman for the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. That's all. And to all of you who got to watch the awesome uh, This Week in Pinball's um, video for make sure you watch the Twippies on March 27th. That was so fun. That was a riot. Thanks to all the family and friends who took the time and energy to like fire me off a message and be like, don't know who the hell those other people were in that video, but that was kind of neat you got included. I was like, yeah, they're all like famous pinball people and I'm a no one of pinball. Like everyone, even, even the people like... Like Jersey Jack himself is watching that going, who the heck? That guy doesn't, he doesn't make pinball machines. He doesn't even really podcast. He just sort of walks around his homestead and talks about pinball from time to time. Oh. It's been, until next time, pinball nerds, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Arcade 1-Up, Stranger Things, Best Topper Ever, Pinball.